0: who we hear so much in this season of preparation and anticipation, the song of Isaiah, surely it is God who will save me, and I will trust in him, and I will not be afraid. Trust, although, yes, our actions lead to consequences, God will be there and bring us back. Or in the New Testament, an old priest named Zechariah Bursts into song when his voice comes back. We call it the Benedictus. Hail to the Lord's anointed, great David's greater son. Freedom, free from our enemies, free to worship with joy. What is our enemy? What is it in this Advent season that that we can give thanks, that, that Christ was born to save us from? Now, I mentioned that Zechariah got his voice back. You see, when Gabriel visited Zechariah, Zechariah said, yeah, right. She's old. How can this be? And then his voice is taken. But a frightened young girl had the same question. How can this be? Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 34 The angel Gabriel is speaking to Mary, and he says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And here comes the question. But Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The text ends there, but Mary's probably thinking, come on, you're God. Don't you know how this works? How how conception happens? I am a virgin. How can this be? Which reminds me of a true story. We were unable to have our Christmas pageant here this year. A lot of churches were unable to have Christmas pageants. But there was a Christmas pageant in a church, and Claire was very, very excited because she finally landed the big role. She was going to be the Virgin Mary. Her friend Olivia was set to be an angel, and in the dressing room there was this little boy. It was his very, very first, first Christmas pageant, and he was excited because he was a sheep. He had the outfit on and everything, and he walked around and said to everyone, I'm a sheep, what are you? I'm a sheep, what are you? I'm a sheep. Then he went to Olivia and said, I'm a sheep, what are you? And she said, I'm an angel. Then he went to Claire and said, I'm a sheep, what are you? And Claire said, I am the Virgin Mary. The boy was nervous. He goes, that's a big part. And then he said, you know, it's not easy to be a sheep. And Clara said, well, it's not easy to be a virgin either, you know. <laughs> well, I imagine it's not easy when you know that you are a virgin and suddenly you are told that you are pregnant. And not, not just pregnant. That this is of God. And that God has incredible plans for this child that is going to spend nine months in her very young womb, that this child is for the entire world. Now, Claire, of course, was speaking of her role. But Mary was no actress. But suddenly she has been placed into an unexpected role. A role like none other. An unbelievable role. And so as we are about to hear, she sings. She sings her prayer song like, like the ancestors of faith before her. And so we're going to have a musical offering right now, Breath of Heaven. Caitlin is going to offer this up to us. May it be a blessing to our souls. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for that musical offering. We know that Mary goes from kind of saying, wait, how can this happen? And when she realizes that this is going to happen, that God has chosen her, she breaks into her own prayer song, a song that we in the church call the Magnificat, And so hear these verses of Mary's song of praise from Luke chapter 1, verses 47 through 55, as she sings, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hey, how can you spot the happy people that are in the world? Do they whistle while they work? Do they hum constantly and have maybe an extra stop or hop in their step? Or maybe... Just maybe they're the ones that walk around with a song in their heart. This is a, a happy season, right? I mean, isn't Christmas a happy season with with all of these songs? I mean, almost all Christmas songs are happy. These songs we hear once a year, and we've we've heard them once a year since our childhood. And as I have said earlier, and as I has read so many times, there is no other season so steeped in song as Christmas. So special are these Christmas hymns that every year in the summer when we have our congregational hymn sing, without question, at least once in the summer, somebody shouts out a Christmas song for us to sing. We all have our favorite Christmas songs. What, What's yours? Is it a popular song? Is it a hymn? My favorite Christmas songs are kind of the classics. You can't go wrong with Bing Crosby singing Christmas music, even if it's halikilikimaka. I hope I said that right. Now, anytime Grandma got run over by a reindeer, my wife goes into a rage. She just hates, hates that song. But of all the Christmas songs, There is none that is greater than Mary's song, the Magnificat, the greatest Christmas song of all time, and yet it was composed and sung nine months before that first Christmas. This poor and lowly girl was chosen to be the vessel, the conduit through which God intended to save the world, to save you and me from the things that we didn't even know that we needed to be saved from. And as we heard, she sings about it in our text this morning. Well, as I have preached for all my years as a preacher, we are very lucky to have Luke's account of the Christmas story. And why is that, you ask? Because it is Luke, and only Luke, that gives Mary a voice a voice we rarely get to hear in the Bible. As a matter of fact, Mary is almost invisible in much of the Scripture. The Gospel of Mark skips the birth altogether. In Mark, Jesus seems almost indifferent to his mother when she shows up with the family in the third chapter. Who is my family, he says. In Matthew, Mary is mute. She is there at almost every step, but she does not speak. That's much different than my mother. My mother spoke quite a lot. According to the apostle Paul, Jesus was born of a woman, which was important to let us know that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine, but Paul doesn't think it's worth mentioning her name, but it is Luke, and Luke only, who does not keep this mother silent Because of Luke, we know, we read and hear that she had not only something to say, but something to sing about. And I think what we in our affluence forget about is that Mary was not just poor, she was dirt poor. This teenager, that is, as a young woman, she is property, she is pregnant, and she is unmarried. Most of the world would think she's a hot mess. But in her situation, what does she do? Does she care about what the others think? Or about what God has promised? And so she sings. And we say, how can a young, unwed girl who is suddenly pregnant sing? Well, she can sing because Luke, with his gospel eyes giving us his orderly account, knows that this young woman, whose society calls wretched, is the one that God has chosen. God picked her. God raised her up. It is this girl, Mary, despised and rejected by societal standards that God chooses to bring to the world not just a gift, to bring to the world the gift, the greatest gift, the Messiah, and so she sings. Now this song is not really about her at all. It's it's not just about her future with God. It is a song sung for all of God's people This song is a song of promise. It is a song of hope. It is a song of freedom for all who are crushed. A song for all who have had, who have and have had the faith that God will make a way where no way seems possible. And so yes, what we see in this text is that Mary, wretched as she was in her culture, is one that God chooses to make a way where no way seems possible. And in this song, Mary sings about God's destiny for her and for a world that is upside down. And you know, this Christmas is different for so many because it surely feels like our world is upside down right now. And so, with all the great Christmas songs, I want to ask you, can we, you and I, young and old, male and female, gay and straight, white, black, Asian, can we sing Mary's great song as our own song? When we hear this song yet again, can Mary's song more than 2,000 years ago be our song right now in the year 2020 as we are approaching with hope 2021 that it may be a better year? Now as North Shore residents with our blessed affluence, Half this song is really no problem at all. But the second half could be more troubling depending upon our relationship with Emmanuel, with the Christ child who grows to give his life for us. You see, in the beginning of this song, it is no problem. It basically is saying, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. She sings of the Holy One the mighty one that is holy, God is good. But the rest of the song may be more troubling for those of us who live in what can only be described as a land of plenty. And yet we know even this great land is not a land of plenty for all. No, not for all. Now, by the world's standards, I am so rich. I am so comfortable. I have such great insurance that whether healthy or sick, I can fool myself into thinking that I really have no need for this Emmanuel. I'm not lowly. I'm not wretched. I don't need things reversed. God, I'm good. I'm good. But can Mary's God truly be our God? The God who has the power to overturn the way the world works? To take the least, the last, and the lost, and bring in the kingdom of God who judges against the wicked, the selfish, and all who seek to profit at the expense of human dignity, justice, and righteousness. Can the God who we hear of in Mary's powerful song... Who is going to knock the powerful off their thrones, their stock exchange seats, their professional chairs, their benches of judgment if they only think of profit and their own personal gain at the expense of the disenchanted? Can this God really be our God? Can we really praise this God? Mary's God to whom she sings this powerful song of wonder and praise? That's not a rhetorical question. There is an answer. And the answer is yes. Even me, as rich and comfortable as I am by world standards, I can, and so can you. We all can, and friends, we all must. But if we're going to do it, if we're going to truly do it, I think we need Mary's help. Mary is going to have to be out in front on this one. She's going to need to lead the way What she sings about, what this Savior is all about, what the angel promised, friends, is not fully yet accomplished. It is not finished. There is still work to be done. Mary's song doesn't point to our condemnation. Jesus never once condemned anyone, but we, friends, can use it as a warning. We can use this Magnificat, Mary's song, as words of encouragement and instruction. We can use Mary's song not only to help us to prepare for Christmas... But as a guide for our lives, what Mary sings about is not yet fully realized. But friends, it is what the world truly still needs, and it must be our work. And so, yes, we can sing Mary's song by fighting against arrogant pride and prejudice. We can stop scheming and using people to get ahead, and instead... Spend our time, our treasure, our talent to work for the kingdom of God here on earth. We can sing Mary's song and seek to be humble. And remember that humility is not a trait of the weak, but it is a sign of the truly strong. We can sing Mary's song and realize that, yes, we may be blessed with with riches, but our salvation is not found in riches, but in Emmanuel born in a manger in Bethlehem, sent to save us from our sins. What matters is not how much money we have, but how we use it to accomplish God's purposes. We can sing Mary's song when we allow ourselves to stand in absolute awe of the holy mystery that is God and prepare ourselves to worship the newborn King We can sing Mary's song when we realize that the true message of Christmas is not about receiving, but it is about giving, giving of ourselves just as God gave of God's self. So yes, Mary, sing your song. Sing it to us again this year of all years. We need your song, Mary, until at last it becomes truly our song Sing, Mary, sing, until your words become our words, and when your Son receives us all, and let each and every one of us join that great heavenly chorus in singing. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to the God of Mary, the girl whose freeing Son and whose freedom song will yet be our own. Amen.